Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Oh, holy smokes, it's Thursday here in this program. And uh, you don't know what that means, because there's so much stuff going on, it's it's impossible to keep track. But you know what? I should take that back. It's not impossible. That's why I'm here today, to help you keep track. We are in the middle, as we speak, of the WWE Crown Jewel pay-per-view. I will not lie, I've watched not one second of this show. But don't worry about it, we've got the results here. And I'll be watching the show later on this afternoon and evening. And it probably will be a lot easier to watch it later because I can skip through the uh, two full hours of video packages and just watch the matches. But we have the results. And a few things are notable to me. And uh, not all bad. We actually had some happy endings here on this show. And I'll tell you about them here as we get going. What was not a happy ending was the finals of the G1 Climax Tournament. We'll get into this in a little while as well. If you, for some reason, cannot handle spoilers for either of these shows, by the way, it's probably a good idea to not listen to the show today because I'm going to spoil the G1 Climax Finals and also Crown Jewel because these shows, one of them is over, one of them is going on live. We also have the return of Katsuyori Shibata, who has vowed that the next time you see him, he will be doing a real match. We got the NXT ratings. We can talk more about NXT on Tuesday night. If you'd like, I can tell you more about how great Braun Breaker is. Got a lot to get into here today. Mike Sebraviv is going to join us after the break. If you'd like to text us, should know the number by now, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. And we will kick it off when we get back from the break. Stick around, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live. Fever is the leading symptom of COVID and the flu. And the only way to reliably detect fever is with an accurate thermometer. 
Be vigilant and be accurate with the Exergen Temporal Scanner, proven in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They are proven to be inaccurate and will not reliably detect a fever that might mean COVID. Be sure to seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Learn more at exergen.com. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you with the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Here's a COVID-19 update pertaining to cruise travel. Everyone wants to get away and go on a vacation. But let's face it, there's a COVID fear factor out there. But here's some good news. Taking a cruise is probably the safest place you can be right now. All cruise lines have initiated very thorough testing requirements for all passengers and employees. They've also enhanced their air filtration systems, continual cleaning of the cruise ships, and have much stricter occupancy limitations. What that means for you is you can have peace of mind knowing you can have a wonderful vacation on a cruise ship without putting yourself in a severe risk of getting sick. Make your cruise vacation plans now. Call and let one of Viva Voyage's cruise experts help you find the safest cruise package at the lowest rates of the year. 800-585-4760-800-585-4760-800-585-4760. That's 800-585-4760. Exam 4 needs to be sanitized. Mersana's MRI clinic isn't operating at max efficiency. She needs a new certified tech certifiably now. Someone's waiting in room 2 for an ACL scan. Can you handle that? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. I heard there's a Saudi pay-per-view today. Is that true? Is WWE in Saudi Arabia, Mike? Is that what's going on? Oh, now Mike has vanished. He's dropped off the face of the earth. And his hat fell off. Can we get that up there, Jared? What's going on with this guy? Holy smokes. What's next? We literally just had him. Well, we'll uh, we'll get Mike back on here at some point. But what is important right now, everybody, as I'm sure you're all well aware, is this Saudi pay-per-view. We got to talk about it. Breaking news. WWE ran a show in Saudi Arabia. Hey, I got the results for you so far. I haven't seen a moment of the show. But 
had a couple of things that I was talking about yesterday, and uh, let's talk about them here. Here's the results. If you don't want them, turn the show off because uh, the show is live. It's live and ongoing right now. I can't imagine you would be listening to this show live, uh, but you don't want the live results of the pay-per-views going on live head-to-head with the show. We have got Edge beating Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match. They went 27 minutes. Uh, my recommendation, far be it from me to give recommendations to Edge and Seth Rollins, but I said if you go 18 minutes, it's probably going to be a great match, and if you go like 35 minutes, it's not going to be a great match. I have not seen the match, but I have been told that 27 minutes, it was a great match. There were folks on Twitter throwing out them five stars, otherwise other people saying, well, it wasn't quite that good, but it was a very good match. It was the opener, the Hell in a Cell match, so I heard it was very, very good. In his hometown, Mansoor beat Mustafa Ali. They got 10 minutes. Hometown boy won. Very happy to see that. RKO beat AJ Styles and Omos to retain the tag team titles. Zelina Vega and Dewdrop was the finals of the Queen's Crown Tournament. Now, before I give you the... Before I tell you who won... I would like to know that in the in the past week or so, we've been uh, been talking about this tournament, this this women's queen's crown, and how, quite frankly, it's completely disrespectful to the women because the men have got a tournament going on at the same time, and the men are allowed to wrestle ten to twelve minute matches every single time out, and the women, at best, at best, were given three minutes. The women's tournament matches ranged from one minute to three minutes. And it's like, well, why even bother? Like, if I were a woman, I mean, I would be more angry that you gave us a tournament, but we weren't allowed to actually wrestle than if we didn't get a tournament at all. Well, at the end of the day, the winner of the tournament was the woman who went one year without winning a single solitary match on WWE television. Zelina Vega, she went from losing every single match for a full year to winning all of the matches and becoming the Queen's Crown winner. On top of that, the match went 5 minutes and 55 seconds, which is notable for two reasons. Number one, in fact, the entire Queen's Crown tournament, every single solitary match put together, did not last 20 minutes. If you put together every single match in the Queen's Crown Tournament, it did not exceed 20 minutes. I don't have the exact time in front of me, but it was about 18 minutes for every single match in the Queen's Crown Tournament. Equality here in WWE. And as somebody noted... The irony that of all of the matches in the Queen's Crown Tournament, the longest women's match took place in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. What an irony. Goldberg defeated, but did not kill Bobby Lashley. They won 11 minutes and 25 seconds. It was a no-holds-barred, falls-count-anywhere match. I'll get to that in a moment. Xavier Woods and Finn Balor was the final of the uh, King of the Ring tournament. And uh, we have mentioned for days now that Xavier Woods, I'm not even making this up, 
For seven years, Xavier Woods has been talking about wanting to win the King of the Ring tournament. And as I talked about a couple of days ago, one of the biggest problems with WWE, and there are a lot of problems, one of the biggest problems is I never have any faith that they are going to do something nice for anybody. My presumption was that Xavier Woods, after seven years, was going to finally go to the finals of the King of the Ring tournament, and he would be defeated by Finn Balor. I noted that if it were my company, Xavier Woods would win, but I had no faith. And the problem is, your viewers should not be going into shows having no faith that you're going to do the right thing. I had no faith, but you know what? They did the right thing. And Xavier Woods won the match, and he is the new king of the ring. I am personally overjoyed that his dream came through after seven years. Hopefully all the fans are as well. But this company needs to get, they need to start to book in a way where you do not go into a show presuming the worst and being delighted when every now and then you get something nice happening. Biggie beat Drew McIntyre to retain the WWE Championship. And uh, Drew McIntyre now going to SmackDown, where presumably at some point he is going to be, uh, he is going to be feuding with Roman Reigns. I have not uh, checked at the exact moment that we are on the air here, but there's two matches left. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Triple threat match for the SmackDown women's title. And Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar which one of the more notable things to me going into this show is they have been building this match up for a while, and they've been building up the Paul Heyman story for a while. And uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but on the pre-show, at the beginning of the pre-show, they announced that this match was now a no-disqualification match. Between the beginning of the live pre-show and the end of the live pre-show, it no longer was a no-disqualification match. It was now just a match. So I don't know if they changed the finish, if they changed their mind, if they are going back and forth on the stipulation, or if one hand does not know what the other hand is doing. And so they had two different video uh, graphics or whatever that played during the pre-show. But I guess we shall find out what the stipulation is, if anything, for this match sometime in the next 45 minutes. I see that Mike has finally joined us. He's looking all, I guess, dapper. What's happened dapper. to your head? What do you mean? I was jealous of your haircut, so I figured I'd get one of my own. It was mm -hmm. about time for it. So that and the, uh, the Adidas uh, New York Rangers. Let's go Rangers sweatshirt. So, yeah, Natalie attired here on this Crown Jewel Wednesday or Thursday, whatever the hell day it is. I don't even know. How much of this show have you seen? I've seen most of the show. Really? How is I it came so on far? In the, uh came on in the opener and I've watched since then. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll go to a break here in a moment and we'll get back. We'll get Mike's thoughts on all of the matches. In the meantime, another very important note here. Okada won the G1 tournament today after an injury to Kota Ibushi. Mm -mm -mm. This poor bloke has had one problem after another. After failing to put Okada away with the Kamagoye, Ibushi climbed to the top rope to attempt a Phoenix Splash. Okada rolled out of the way. Ibushi landed on the mat, immediately clutched at his right arm. Referee Red Shoes checked on Ibushi, quickly called for the bell. 
Medical personnel made their way to the ring, appeared as though they were trying to pop Ibushi's right shoulder back into socket. Ringside attendants formed a circle around Ibushi to offer some privacy. The ring ropes were removed as Ibushi was helped to the back, continued to hold his right arm. Okada now earns an IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match at Wrestle Kingdom 16, which is again will take place on January 4th and 5th. And in fact, this sucks for Kota Bushi, but there are two days of the Tokyo Dome, and so I'm sure he can find his way back into the main event. We'll also talk about Shibata. A lot more after the break. Stick around at Wrestling Observer Live. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531 800-754-4531 That's 800-754-4531 you love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. When you want to protect your IRA or 401k, don't trust it to just anyone's hands. It's your money. You earned it, and you deserve the best protection available. That's where Augusta Precious Metals comes in. We've provided gold and silver IRAs to thousands of Americans, including Joe Montana himself, the Hall of Fame quarterback. Augusta is trusted by all these people because we have a simple process requiring little more than a phone call to book an appointment for a one-on-one web conference on the benefits of buying gold inside your IRA. Our objective, to educate you on the economy and on the way Americans are using gold as an important part of their wealth protection plans. So do what Joe Montana did. Protect your IRA with gold and silver. Call Augusta Precious Metals right now. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. 
800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. So Mike has seen the the Saudi show so far. So what are your quick thoughts on all these matches? How's the show? It, you know, it's been an okay show. Uh, you know, Usos in the Hurt Business got off to a good start. Then it was, you know, the Hell in the Cell match. I came in on the, the, on the, the Usos match, so I can't tell you how that was. I thought the Hell in the Cell match was really good. Um, again, you'll have to see it. A lot of weapons, a lot of all that stuff. It didn't go for too long. I'm not sure exactly how long it went. But Dude, it, it went really, like 28 minutes. Did it really go that yeah. long? It didn't, I'll say this. It didn't feel that long, but it's one well, of those that's good. With, with Hell in the Cell, for me, it's like, it's a lot of the weapons and the fact that it didn't get off to that start that I wanted it to, which was, you know, Edge trying to kill him, <laughs> you know. But I just have to accept that for how WWE's got to tell a story and they've got to tell a cinematic presentation in their matches, complete with Roman Reigns, you know, giving dialogue during his matches. But it was really good. I don't know if this is going to be the end <laughs> or not, to be really honest with you. Although it, it went that way with Edge hitting Rollins with the curb stomp into the chair. One of the biggest problems with WWE, and it came through in this match right down to that stomp on the chair, their production, their jumpiness of these cameras all over the place tonight. And it... Oh, there he goes, dropping off into the ether again. This Comcast. Look at that. He fell asleep in the middle of reviewing the Saudi pay-per-view. I think that's what happened. By the way, we are uh, currently heading towards the main event as Becky Lynch retained the title, which means that at this point we are on our way to the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions stepping into the ring together and swapping belts. I can't wait for that angle. And then everyone trying to figure out what all of this means for for title reigns and you know, all that stuff that used to be important, but now it like totally doesn't matter. Do you guys remember when people? It's a long time ago, obviously, but uh, people get so mad about title lineages and oh my god, the lineage is broken and and this and that, and we gotta you know the whatever. Now <laughs> it's like. Try and figure out these title lineages last last decade or two. This person hands this title to this guy. This person has to switch this. Eh, it's just whatever. Who cares? Who cares? Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar is the main event. We'll talk about that. The other big news coming out of New Japan. Katsuyori Shibata made a surprise return to in-ring action during this morning's G1 Climax 31 Finals. He competed in a five-minute exhibition match. As intermission ended, Zack Sabre Jr. came out. Shibata then entered, and it was announced that a five-minute UWF Rules exhibition match would take place. Shibata did not take bumps, but had a competitive back-and-forth match, with Shibata reversing a Cobra twist from Sabre and applying one of his own as the time limit expired. After the match, Shibata and Sabre shook hands as Sabre left. 
Shibata then cut a promo saying next time he would be in the ring, it would be for an actual match. Shibata's not wrestled since April of 2017 when he suffered a hematoma when wrestling Okada at Sakura Genesis 2017. For those of you who did not see the match, they're doing this match, and they did the clunking headbutt, which is, you know, you don't hold the guy's hand and headbutt your own thumb. You just stand there like two rams, and you bang your head together. I don't know if you know anything about a head, but uh, inside it is your brain, and uh, directly behind your forehead is your frontal lobe, and he threw that headbutt there, and clonking headbutt, busted himself open, and uh, then, long story short, almost died, and never wrestled again. He has since been the head trainer for the L.A. Dojo. And if you see the guys that have come out of the L.A. Dojo, they are fantastic. He is an incredible trainer. And obviously the the thing with brains, as we have seen from Daniel Bryan, is, uh, you know, the body heals sometimes. Sometimes it does not. Sometimes things get better. Sometimes things get worse. And uh, Daniel Bryan was retired. He was forced into retirement uh, because of the state of his brain. And he did a lot of different things, oxygen therapy, did all sorts of stuff. And uh, eventually, he got a clean bill of health from multiple doctors. Every doctor that he went to gave him a clean bill of health. And he finally was able to talk the WWE doctors, who were pretty much the final holdouts, into letting him return to wrestling. I don't know the status of Shibata's brain. I would presume that he would have had to have gotten a clean bill of health from at least a couple of doctors to be allowed to return. As noted, he took no bumps here, so I don't know what he does when he's training. I know if you, if you like Lance Storm, for example, when Lance was running his school, you know, there's, there's, the, there's the trainers that do nothing. They sit on the outside and they yell at everybody, and then everybody else is in and they're taking bumps for each other or anything like that. Then there are the trainers like Lance where he's in the ring with you. He's taking bumps for you. And at the end of the session, he would have a full match with you. And I don't know what Shibata is or is not doing. I probably should ask. Uh, but my presumption is that he has been doing enough that, uh, that he feels and has gotten clearance to do more. So we'll see when he returns. But that is the latest there on... Shibata and the finals of the G1 tournament. We also have this, the NXT show, Tuesday night. 606,000 viewers on the USA Network, which is down 4.1% from the previous week. It is the lowest viewership for the show since September 7, 18 to 49. The show drew a 0.14, which is down 6.7% from last week. I feel like they had a show here or there. They did like a point one three, maybe even lower. So as uh, as bad as that sounds, and it's definitely not good. I feel like they have done worse uh, after finishing outside of the top thirty the last few weeks. NXT finished twenty ninth on the cable charts in that category. The major sports competition was Game Four of the ALCS between the Boston Red Sox and the Houston Astros. 
which averaged 4.1 million viewers on FS1. NXT also went against the opening night of the NBA, which averaged 2.16 million viewers on TNT. They were 16th among among non-sports programming on cable for the night. The thing with the show, as I mentioned yesterday, yesterday I'd seen one hour of the show, today I've seen both hours. The show is fine, okay? It's not great. It's not horrible. It's just what it is. I know people hate that term, it is what it is, but you know what it is? It is what it is. It's just, it's a it's a show that is uh, main roster light. There are some very good workers. There are some very bad workers. And quite frankly, there's the very good and the very bad, and they just meet in the middle. So the ones who are bad are mildly elevated. The ones who are good are brought down a notch because we're just trying to teach everybody to work the way we want to see them work on the main roster. So it's not like it's a – I don't watch it and go, oh, my God, this show is horrible. I just watch it, and it's it's there. But what I do like about NXT is Braun Breaker. I think this guy is – I mean, he's not like one of the top wrestlers in the world or anything like that. But if you look at the folks that have gone through the developmental system and debuted, and you look at them, and you're like, this person has – at the level that they're at right now, they're the total package. And hopefully, as they continue to get better, they end up being... He's a guy, as I mentioned last night on Observer Radio. The whole idea, Vince's idea behind the new NXT is, I don't want a bunch of indie geeks. I don't want small dorks. I don't want to see these flippy-doos and everything like that. I want I want a group of people that I can main event WrestleMania with. And granted, he main evented WrestleMania with a lot of those guys that he didn't think he could main event WrestleMania with. But the point is, he wants your WWE-style blokes that he believes can headline WrestleMania. And let me tell you something about this Braun Breaker. This dude can headline a WrestleMania. Not this, not this year's WrestleMania, but he is a great athlete. He's got a great look. He gets the fans behind him. He does great spots. He works exactly like they want their main eventers to work. I mean, he's going to make it. And I've said this before, and I've been wrong, but I'm sticking to this one. Braun Breaker is going to make it to the very top of WWE. So uh, that's that's my main takeaway from the show on Tuesday. One other news note. When we come back, maybe we'll have Mike, maybe we won't. WWE and Mattel announced Thursday they have signed a multi-year extension of their global toy licensing agreement, which means the toy maker will continue to hold exclusive rights on action figures, accessories, and kids' toy title belts. The two have been partners since 2009 with toys available in more than 50 markets around the world. According to the release, WWE action figures have ranked as the number one action figure property in the U.S. and consistently holds the top ranking. These Disney characters not count as action figures because I've been to these stores and they sell a lot of those. Mattel's WWE Basic Action Figure Series, the longest-running continuous action figure assortment in history. Whatever that means. And uh, that's the latest there. So when we come back, I'm going to open up the phone lines. It's time for you to be the co-host today. What did you think of the G1? What did you think of these matches on Crown Jewel? What do you want to talk about? The phone number, 844-913-2727. That is 844-913-2727. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Alive. No Mike Sempervivi. Because Comcast sucks. I told you guys that a decade ago. But Mike didn't listen. Now, he's finding out firsthand. Ziply Fiber, the way to go. We're going to go to the phones here. If you want to give us a call, whatever you want to talk about. 844-913-2727, 844-913-2727. Text messages, 425-780-7566. Whatever is on your mind, let's uh, see what people are talking about here. Kenneth, you're on the air. What's going on? Hello? 
Hey, what's up? Hey, this is Will from Long Island. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Hello, Will. I uh, just wanted to talk about the Crown Jewels show. I think, you know, there are a lot of positives I could say about the show so far. If you could forget about the fact that it's a blood money show. Uh, the atmosphere has been really interesting. I really am fascinated about the, I guess you could say, innocence of the crowd. I feel like they're not as jaded as us fans in the States. So they kind of have different reactions to stuff. And so far, every match has been uh, pretty good. And there hasn't been any crazy finishes. So just wanted to say that so far about the Crown Jewel Show. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks so much. Hey, yesterday, nobody wanted to hear it. But yesterday I did say that on paper, I mean, forget the storylines and the angles because, I mean, it's, it's useless to try to get your hopes up about those. But in terms of wrestling matches with the professional wrestlers, they can call them sports entertainers, but, I mean, most of them are professional wrestlers. I knew the show was going to be good. And, in fact, I thought that the lineup, as far as, like, matches and names and stips and everything like that, was one of the one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. So I'm glad it's good, and as noted, I'll be watching it later on tonight. Dagan, my main man, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Brian? What's going on, Twitch homies? So I want to talk about this G1 a little bit. Um I'm, you know, bummed out about Ibushi. It looked like he was probably going to be in line for his third win uh, in a row. And uh, so I'm hoping that he recovers and is able to get, as you said, two nights of the Tokyo Dome. So it would make sense for maybe him to get a shot on night two. Um, but I did want to talk about the Shibata return, which I'm super excited Well, before excited you talk for. about that, before you talk about that, I hesitate yeah. to even say this because I haven't seen the match and everything like that. And I, I, I would say with 99% certainty that uh, Ibushi really hurt himself. But with that said, if you look at the story of Ibushi and all of the things that have happened this year, and he became the champion, he lost it immediately, then he got like really legitimately sick, then he came back and it was rough going early in the G1 because, you know, in storyline and in real life, it's probably taken him a while for him to get his, his win and everything back. And then he finally goes to the finals again, but he gets hurt. I could see Ghetto booking a storyline like that in the finals of the G1. I don't think that he did, okay? Let me make that abundantly clear. I'm like, but I haven't seen it. So, you know, I can't say with 100% because I haven't seen it. But, I mean, if you look at the the story of Ibushi, I mean, this would fit in the story of this guy's horrible year. And, of course, as I noted, there are two Tokyo Domes. So he can do his redemption story, make it back to the second night of the Dome, and win that title back. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But Shibata. Yeah, no, I mean, I watched the match this morning, and it looked like Ibushi landed pretty rough on, on his arm. So it looks like it's it's a legit injury, unfortunately. But, yeah, in terms of Shibata's return, uh, I'm looking at a possible dream matchup between him and Brian Danielson, given their history and everything, and just wanted to see if that's something you think might be in the cards uh, later on down the line. But, uh, yeah, thanks for talking to me today, Brian. You guys yep. have a good one. Yep, thank you so much. Hey, can I say it again so we don't have a bunch of idiots on the Internet? I'm virtually 100% positive that he really got hurt. I said I hadn't watched it yet. I said that it could have been a – you could do that storyline at some point. But it, the the main thing to me – besides the fact that everyone who saw it says it was for sure real, is that I don't do that finish in the finals of the G1 Climax. 
I'm just saying you could do a finish like that. It's not out of the realm of possibility to, to tell a story in wrestling. You dorks. As far as says, I agree with that caller. This has easily been the best Saudi show ever. Low bar, but uh, sounds good. Let's go to uh, Tijuana. What's going on? You're on the air. Hello, Ryan. Hope that you're doing great today. Uh, I wanted also to talk about the G1. And yes, it seems that Koda is legitimately injured. Uh, it was a really hard watch for me because um, you can see the way that uh, Uno was holding him and the way that he was in pain. And it really breaks my heart because Ibushi has had a really tough year with a lot of things with pneumonia, uh, recovering from the loss of the IWP World Series Championship and now this. And just want to send all my heart to Ibushi in hopes that he has a good recovery and that he comes back better than ever. The world is Naito and a lot of people, uh, anyone who's been injured or been through a real tough time. And then also wanted to point out Okada's comments on backstage. He seemed to be really pissed off about the whole world championship situation. And he's claiming that he wants to bring back the heavyweight title, this being the fourth one. And also... He wants to bring uh, back what title? The, 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 world heavy, the heavyweight ta- title. The one I that see. got... Um, the, yeah. And uh, he's pointed out that the, his original idea for the G1 was that the winner has to uh, has has to battle in the Tokyo Dome for that title, not the new title. So it seems that I don't know if they are planning to bring it back. But Okada is very self-aware with the New Japan fandom. He knows that not just they him. are not in the best of sides. Yes, yeah, I, I want to thank I, you. Everyone is very. I, I yeah. do. I do love so, this. That like everybody, everybody hates the idea of this new championship. Like. The champions hate it. The challengers hate it. The fans hate it. Everybody hates it. But damn it, we're going to do it. The dumbest thing about it was starting the the uh, the lineage over at zero. Like, I know they still do the video packages for the, the lineage of the IWGP championship, but now it's like, oh, if Okada wins, he will be the third champion or whatever. It's ridiculous. I never should have said anything about Ibushi. Why do we even talk on a radio show? It's a complete waste of my time to talk. All I have to do is deal with it afterwards. <sighs> Shibata claimed in January 2018 that he was given an 18% or less chance of surviving the subdural hematoma that almost killed him after the classic Okada match nine months earlier. 18% or less chance of surviving. That's how close to death this guy was. He writes, I, he grappled with Zack Sabre Jr. earlier today, and I was overjoyed. Bro, I'm overjoyed if he's healthy. If he's not healthy, I'm not overjoyed. I don't want this to happen again. This person did not like the ongoing women's three-way match. A complete mess. Who booked this crap? Well, I didn't. I'll tell you that. This person says, both Ibushi and New Japan in general are snake-bitten this year. Okada definitely did not look happy at all after winning the match via ref stoppage. You know, the thing with this uh, this deal, by the way, is that if Ibushi was supposed to win, but he was injured, Ibushi can always win the certificate from Okada, if that was the, the plan the entire time. So, there is, there is that. Or Okada was scheduled to win, which I presume that he was scheduled to win, but I don't know that for sure. Person says, why couldn't they just make it like Mansoor earn Mustafa's respect and reunite them since they're both on SmackDown anyway? Weren't they getting over as a tag team? But no, 
They had Ali attack Mansoor after the match to get heat. Well, of course, something had happened in the guy's hometown. You kidding me? All right, let's go to the phones here. Oh, man, someone just hung up. Shouldn't have done that, buddy. Puerto Rico, you're on the air. What is going on? Hello, Brian. I'm calling from Puerto Rico. I'm just uh, curious about what. where do you think they're going with the new championship eliminator tournament? Because Hammer and Adam Page already have a shot from the title. But there's a lot of main event talent on that tournament. So where do you think they are going with that tournament? Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. He's asking about the uh, the AEW tournament and uh, where I think they're going and what's next for, uh... well, he said Hangman Page. Uh, but uh, first off, we don't know for sure that Hangman Page is beating Kenny Omega. You know, maybe Hangman, maybe Hangman will suffer a fake injury in the match and Omega will retain. But I don't think that's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is I think that Hangman is going to win the title. And the thing with Hangman winning the title is Hangman had a lot of failures, and the story was he had lost a lot of confidence. And the last thing on this planet that needs to be done is for Hangman Page to either fail at the pay-per-view or fail shortly thereafter and lose a title to somebody. So to me, the winner of the tournament has to be somebody who is then going to go and lose to Hangman Page. If you have been watching, this is this is my this is my booking, my theory. I have no idea what's going to happen, but they had that ladder match for the title shot, and it came down to the Hangman and John Moxley, and uh, John Moxley was right there, and he fell off the ladder and he lost, and ever since then he's been a very very angry man. Also because he's got a six-month-old at home who's out of her mind. But anyway, I believe from watching the show of late that we are on the way to a, a John Moxley heel turn. But I don't think the, the John Moxley heel turn needs to be immediate because there's still stuff that he can do as a, as a tag team. But I do think it's coming. Him and Eddie Kingston could do some matches and, and whatever. I think that Hangman's going to win the title. I think that John Moxley is going to win the Eliminator. I don't think they're going to hold that match all the way off until the January pay-per-view. I think we'll probably get that match sometime in December. But I think that that would be a good time for John Moxley to be defeated, lose his mind, and go heel. And... He, he can lose prior to a heel turn. It's no big deal. So that is what I think is happening. I think that he will win the Eliminator Tournament. I think he will lose to Hangman. I think he will turn heel as a result of that. And you can even do a rematch at uh, the January pay-per-view where Hangman beats him again in some sort of stipulation match or something like that. But that is my my booking of that. And then from that point, you know, you can rehab him in some way. He could even win the TNT title from Sammy Guevara, and do something in uh, in that direction. But anyway, that's what I think they're going to do. Now let's go to the phones. We've got time for one more here. Miami, Florida, you're on the air. What's going on? Hello? Hey, what's up? 
Hey, um, I was asking about the booking of the tag team division and women division since since modern era. Like, why is it so difficult to book a tag team division like the single men wrestlers and also women division like single men wrestlers have a different storylines that doesn't involve the belts? And I see like AEW was focusing on tag team. If you really look at it, they're really focusing on the belts, and then the rest of the tag team division is just wandering around with no storylines. So I'm just wondering why is it so difficult for women and the tag team division to get good storylines in wrestling? All right, well, listen, I'm going to answer that question. We come back from the break. Back in a moment, Observer Live. need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 
That's 800-760-1845. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. No Mike Sempervivi. We're right in the middle of the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match. And, uh... Apparently, there was a very lame ending. But anyway, uh, Paul Heyman had to make a decision, and he threw the belt, and it landed right between the two guys. He couldn't decide who to help. Anyway, we'll talk more about this uh, later on. But uh, very quickly, the uh, that fellow's question there about the uh, women and the uh, men's tag division, I'm not sure if he's talking about AW, WWE, or both. But the fact of the matter is, it's really not hard to book a women's tag team division. WWE just can't do it, and I don't know why. I mean, they did a draft and literally broke up every single women's tag team, with the exception of the champions. So it's pretty hard to have a tag team division for the women when you broke up all the tag teams. I don't know why they did that. As far as AEW goes, I mean, the issue in AEW, with the women's singles, yes, it's all focused around the title. Soon there will be a second title, so you'll be able to do stories with both titles. You'll have an opportunity for more of the women to be focused on television. As far as, like, the the men's tag division in AEW, dude, they have so many tag teams. And the focus is on the championships. And you're not going to end up being able to give everybody attention when you're focusing on the tag team championships and the feud revolving around those belts. What they need is six-man tag team titles. They have so many six-man units. And you can easily write stories built around six-man units and regular tag team units and men, women, and secondary titles. It can be done. We're totally out of time, everybody. Be watching this crown jewel here in a while. We'll talk more about it later on. Tomorrow, actually, here on this program. So I want to thank you all for listening here today. Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio, Twitch homies. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.